Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast, where you are empowered from the inside out. So this week's podcast is all about becoming a person of influence. And this will look different for every single person, depending on what season of life you may be. Uh, But it is key to be to living a purposeful life, being somebody who is influential. And this is not about ego or status or indeed position because I'm sure we all know people who have positions but they have no influence because there are other larger factors, other factors that sometimes seem intangible like character, kindness, empathy and not kindness for show but because that's just niceness but kindness that is out of sort of a sense of you humanity and joint humanity and a sense of fairness and ability to be objective about things that also can give you influence to name but a few things but rather becoming a person of influence is about building a legacy it's about also living with fulfillment which is I would argue what people are looking for and also cultivating positive significance because again You can be influential for either something positive or something negative or be influential and not really stand for anything. So it's crucial that you kind of decide sort of what kind of significance you'd want. And I have to say that this is also on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you are a psychology buff like me, you may have come across Maslow's hierarchy of needs where it's uh, basically a triangle where the at the bottom, the widest part, is where there's our basic needs like food, water, shelter, things that will just basically take care of our survival. And then we move on to other more existential needs. So then you move on to things like community and belonging and Uh, a sense of sort of healthy relationships because we are very communicative beings so being in community whether it's one that you sort of are either born into or one that you make as you grow uh, in age um, and as you grow in terms of what who you sort of encounter but also to do with your purpose then that becomes a need it is a healthy need actually by the way so I'm not a big fan of this thing of like, I don't need anyone. It's about having the right people and it's about having the patience to have the right people around you and what you want to achieve. So it's not about rushing into things or wanting to sort of be the person on Instagram that has sort of the most people sort of in your pictures or in your comments or whatever. That is a very superficial because what you want is influence that extends beyond the superficial not that instagram is necessarily completely superficial because you know we're all on it so um and then really the idea of becoming a person of, of influence is that anybody that i feel has influenced me has actually used their abilities to serve others they have used their gifts unapologetically and there's something about somebody who stands in the things that they're good at but also the things that they're passionate about and also can find a happy medium in between the two. And because sometimes you can be good at something 
that you're not passionate about. So I think one of these keys about becoming a person of influence is that this is also a self-discovery task and a task that builds your self-awareness because what you learn quickly as you become an adult in the world is that really people want power so it can come in different forms whether it's social power monetary power things like that it's a function of society and it can be a function in different sort of scenarios so it's not just in the corporate world it's all politics it's everywhere and so influence is different from power because influence i believe is something that's organic and something where you use your gifts to really empower somebody else and where you stand in it without shrinking because you have a large idea that there are people who need what you have and as i said at the beginning of this introduction it will look different for everyone so you know we're not all going to be the president of the united states we're not all going to be Nobel Prize winners or things like that. But what you can be is a person of influence. Why? Because when you are a person of influence, what you do and what you say and how you live your life, sometimes without even saying a word, it's the actions that you take, have a ripple effect. They have a ripple effect in the people that you encounter, in your countenance. It, that just means like the energy that you give off. Um, in your commitment to your goals and to yourself as well as, you know, to other people. And so it impacts the five other people that you haven't met that someone that you positively encountered knows. And then they can go on in their day to spread that goodness. So you're never going to say, oh, I really regret, you know, smiling back or I really regret sharing a tip that I have about business or, you know, how to walk in heels, you know, whatever it may be. You, I've never heard somebody say, I, re I regret, you know, doing something small, particularly when you're not expecting any kind of response. And as I said, it's a balance of having those sort of normal psychological needs of community, belonging, reciprocity, all of that, as well as being someone who can just act in a way that is authentic, and purposeful which means that you probably won't make everyone happy because you will have to set boundaries but being a person of influence also is not a people pleaser so those of you who are recovering people pleasers join the club so my first point on becoming a person of influence is why do you want influence you know in the words of simon sinek start with your why what is your why if it's not robust you will quit on the road to whatever you're trying to achieve or the person that you're trying to become or you will get arrogant so to compensate things so influence is also not about control but leadership because control is about trying to maneuver every sort of factor in a situation and no human being can do that so this is why we generally are repelled by people who are controlling if you have a healthy sense of self or you end up just allowing someone to dominate if you are, as I said before, somewhat falling into the category of people pleasing. But leadership is about fairness and being just and also 
being somebody who has principles and values that don't waver based on opportunity, they don't waver based on um, difficulties, they don't waver based on your even your emotions on any given particular moment because they sit outside of things that are subject to change. And that creates a level of consistency in your character that people can depend on. So what does responsibility mean to you? Why does responsibility draw you? Because that's what influence is. Influence isn't just standing on stages, speaking. Influence isn't just having a title or being the head of your household or, you know, being the one who runs a tight ship, as people would like to say. Um, or being the CEO, whatever it may be, it's not just about that. It's about the general responsibility that comes with being someone who can hold that uh, position. So get real specific. So you're not swayed by the attention or the accolades or the silence because... I'm sure you've seen so many famous people who say, right, you know, I feel so great when I'm on stage, thousands of people, and then I come back and I have so much energy, but it's just me. And they don't, they may not quite know where to channel that. So you have to be able to ride with the vicissitudes of life and be able to develop a sense of knowing what the purpose is So that that drives you rather than things that are subject to change. And that leads me on to my next point, which is be prepared to invest in your growth all the time. Why? Because learning is a lifelong thing and being a student, I think, is something that certainly does not end at school. It just takes on a more broader perspective if you choose to, because I always say that aging is inevitable, but maturity is optional. And so being able to move forward in that vein, it's continuing to challenge yourself, challenge your thoughts, challenge your um, habits. It's continuing to seek out information if you feel that you're not sort of armed with the knowledge in one area. It's about being able to listen. It's about developing your emotional quotient so that you can be, as I said, adaptable. Um, It's about being sort of okay with the discomfort of others not liking you because I'm sure that you don't like everyone but the key thing is that you know if it's born out of a response to your sense of purpose and influence it's not personal to you as I always say people project so let it go but when you're prepared to invest in your growth at all times you're also keeping your promises to yourself and you're showing yourself that you are a person of influence with yourself and I've heard it said that if if it was easy then everyone would do it but to be honest it's not which is why we always talk about like the one percent or the two percent or whatever yes some people just happen to have the right connections the right start in life you know the right um sort of uh skills now a lot of skills are valued certainly in tech Um, And so a lot of the, or they may have come up with an invention, something that really takes off. So those are things, as I said, that you can't predict. So if you're wanting to become a person of influence based on things that, you know, you can't really predict, um, then you're going to have a really hard time 
being confident in your leadership skills. But one way you can continue to be a person of influence is by investing in your mental, psychological, emotional and spiritual growth. And influence, as I said, begins with investing in you. And a quick point here, sometimes growth won't be linear. But if you see it as preparation for you becoming the person that you want to be and you becoming the person who can sort of carry more, and I don't mean physically, I mean just in terms of your vision, somebody who can carry more in terms of being flexible about how things are done, but not necessarily flexible about your goals and your purpose. So being somebody who can just, who is just more mature, that's just to put it plainly. (laughs) And mature also, I have to caveat, is not a personality type, because I've seen that quite a lot where people think if they're super, super serious, then that means they're mature. I've met plenty of serious people who have no clue, no clue whatsoever. And it may be that sometimes they're book smart, sometimes they've just mastered the art of appearing like they're super serious and super mature, but then you realize that it's actually how a person thinks that's important. So again, invest in your growth because that will be also reflected in your life. So what you see currently is a reflection of your current beliefs, hopes, limitations of all the things that you did five, 10 years ago. So that's not to sort of, you know, make you despondent. It's actually to challenge you to even take bigger action now and to sort of set out goals that are audacious now because I've always heard it said that, you know, it's good to shoot for the stars because you might hit the moon. And imagine if you just think, thought, I'm not going to shoot for the stars at all because they're so far away, they're in outer space, blah, blah. This is a metaphor. But the idea is that sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. And this is why investing in growth is crucial because you get out of your comfort zone, you get out of the familiar surroundings, you get out of the mindsets because human beings love familiarity, we love comfort, we love ease, we love all of that. And I'm also a big believer that their life should have a sense of ease about it because life is hard enough. And the things that you can control should have a sense of ease about it. But I believe that that sense of ease is not necessarily about like your circumstances, it's about your posture within yourself and your expectation but you can't raise your expectation unless you're feeding yourself materials that actually mean that you can raise your expectation. So again, invest in your growth, invest in who you are, because as I always say, you are with you. You are your ride or die. You are with you all the time. Um, And you are the one relationship that is guaranteed. And so why not invest in your own guaranteed lifelong project because I can say that that will have an impact on your professional and personal life and it will get you to see things in a broader way. It will get you to see yourself in a much healthier and a more holistic way and it will also get you to know when something just doesn't align with who you are. And my third point about becoming a person of influence, and actually, before I move on to my third point, 
When you invest in your growth, it means that you can also walk in any setting and not be caught completely off guard and you'll be someone who can add value to a conversation. You're someone who can talk to anybody from any walk of life and you're someone who can be able to communicate effectively because you first communicated with yourself effectively because you first invested in yourself. So not only does it build your knowledge or your skill set or whatever you're trying to do, but it also makes you more emotionally intelligent. It also makes you aware of the silent rules that you may not have been taught at school, but actually sort of are the fabric of social interactions, but also help you showcase who you are at your best, not because you're trying to impress people, but as I get, as I said, Every situation, go in and say, I'm here to add value. I'm not here to compare myself. I'm not here to one-up anyone. Um, because, And also, some people may think that you're one-upping them, but that's their stuff. That's not for you to own. But it's more about, if I invest in my growth, no matter what situation I'm in, I'm prepared. And that mindset in itself is about you investing in yourself. And moving on to my last point about becoming a person of influence is take it one step at a time, one day at a time, one task at a time. We often see others progress through the scarcity mindset that is so pervasive in this world. As I said, we always talk about like the 1%, the 10%. And I'm not minimizing the realities of the world that we live in. So please, please do know that I'm not minimizing the hardship the unfathomable hardships that people face. But what I will say is that we live in a world where we can now more often see what everyone, even complete strangers, are doing with their lives, what progress. We can follow them over years on YouTube or see what they're posting on Instagram, you know. And so then you see, and then you have the inclination to compare yourself but that is corrosive, ultimately. You either become insecure or arrogant, as I said before. And the scarcity mindset is just that. It's a mindset, so you can change your mind. You can choose to have an abundance mindset. You can choose to tell yourself, if I'm around this, or if I'm seeing more of this, or if I'm experiencing more of this, it's because it's near for me. It's because what is going to come for me is near and I am elevating myself to that place where I can not only recognize it but I can steward it and I can use it for good because I believe our character is built in the journey of where we're becoming who we would probably ideally want to be but also if we're building something whether you're building a business whether you're building a career whether you're building a family whether you're building your own sort of growth we're always looking to build something whether you're building a marriage so again whether you're building you know an academic you know field career or research whatever it may be we all have different priorities but the key thing is to take it one step at a time just like on your first day of university you wouldn't expect the chancellor to come up to you and say you know what congratulations you are now a graduate you'd be like what i have not even had one day of classes because it's the steps that you take there 
that make that degree worth getting. It's the late nights in the library. It's the coffee runs, if I remember it <laughs> correctly. It's the, you know, exams. It's the sort of studying and reading and then thinking, you know, what did I read again? What did I write again? It's the thesis. It's the dissertations. You know, it's the looking back at the corrections that you get from your professor. Whatever, you know, it's the steps that get there. And then you think, you know what? This is, this is it. I've got this. And so four years later or three years later, depending on what country you live in, when you're handed that degree certificate, you're like, no, I remember each study session. <laughs> I remember each book because you took it one step at a time. And so that's just one example. And taking it one day at a time means that you get to practice and you get to really test out your own growth um, at levels where you have sort of less to lose, if I can put it that way. Not that you do anything sort of unprincipled or just not sensible. But I'll give an example of an intern. You get to practice being in the job without having to have the responsibility or the huge, you know, consequences of being someone who's a full-time employee. So you get to have an in way. And I think that that's what we have to treat it as. Treat everything as if I'm interning on this. So therefore I'm hungry. I'm wanting to learn more about others, myself, my business, my family, my, you know, hobby. So treat it as that and take it one day at a time because really that's what you have. And I did a recent podcast episode on, on how to live in the present. So you can go back and listen to that. But I really encourage you to build that compounding interest by doing things one day at a time, because that's where your not only your growth, but you'll see progress when you're focused on each day and making the most of each day and doing things that help you rather than hinder you. And you will become a person of influence without really realizing it because I always say it's better to start now than sort of five years ahead. And stay focused on your own lane, not what others are doing because I don't know whether you've seen that famous meme of an Olympic swimmer who's so busy looking over, I think it's Michael Phelps. I don't know what who the other Olympic swimmer is. But instead of focusing on his own lane, he was busy looking at the swimmer who was in the next lane and ultimately he didn't win. Because instead of focusing on his technique, on his goal, which was getting to the wall, he was busy looking at, hey, what's the other guy in the other lane doing? And that will throw you off because you don't have the specific circumstances that anybody else has. And they don't have the specific circumstances that you have. So I always say, lean into that and say, I'm going to play the cards that I've been dealt and I'm going to make the most of them. Because I can guarantee you, if you're listening to this now, you are more blessed than so much of the majority of this world. And so there may be things that you don't recognize quite yet, but you can be able to make the most of it. Not least, as I always say, your mindset, the environments that you create, what you choose to do with your time, who you choose to spend it with, um, 
and so yeah make the most of every day take it a step at a time don't push yourself i always say have dreams that pull you that help you feel energized that feed you as well that challenge you so that you're not pushed because you're trying to keep up with the joneses metaphorically in life everyone's timeline looks different so embrace that so that's just some of my tips on becoming a person of influence number one why do you want influence because i can tell you that as i always said if you live by people's praise you will die by their criticism so you got to know that again influence is so much more than just position or people clapping for you you don't want to put your worth and self-esteem in anybody else's hands number two be prepared to invest in your growth all the time yes because when you make it a habit it will become second nature to you just like brushing your teeth and number three take it one step at a time i did a previous episode on how to cultivate positive self-talk and how to get rid of negative self-talk because so many people have it both men and women so take it one step at a time be kind to yourself do what you can now and invest in that if you've seen anybody else who's like oh i'm a overnight sensation usually they're called that by other people who didn't see the work that they put in so i want to encourage you to be someone who can be able to sustain influence to build influence with the people around you in a manner that is purposeful in a manner that is humane and in a manner that really cultivates that sense of fulfillment that everyone's looking for so i hope those tips helped you you can google away there are so many other resources i always say but don't forget to check us out at not your average official on instagram and if you want to book a leadership and mindset session with me as well as a signing session who knows uh then go to mystylesymphony.com and sign up there and keep up to date with everything that is the one stop shop where our podcast is also embedded as ever share with anyone who you think needs encouragement and a reminder and maybe just a little bit of a catalyst to think of their own ways that they can cultivate their influence thank you so much for listening and i'll see you on the next episode bye